Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Uh, it is July 18th, 2021. This is Religious Deconstruction 9. I am here. Uh, well, first off, I am your host, Michael Debs. Uh, joining me, as always, on these uh, on these Religious Deconstruction videos is a friend of the show, Jacob. Uh, Jacob, how are you doing today? Beautiful. I'm ready to go in on this stupid fucking nazi zoomer <laughs> yeah um that, that has a pretty good uh description of who this kind of person is uh so yeah we wanted to talk today about uh an article that uh that came out not too long ago let's see uh july 8th um so 10 days ago um and it's it's uh it's it's poignant uh in and how specifically kind of evil it is really um, yeah, it's it's unhinged. It's it's yeah. It 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 is quite unhinged. Um, also notable is it's being published in the American Conservative, uh, which is a pretty uh, pretty prominent uh, conservative uh, publication. Um, yeah. I, I think just on name alone, they kind of you know get get a viewership out of <laughs> out of that. Um, yeah. Well, I'm actually I'm looking at their about page right now, and it's interesting. Like they they strike me as more of a libertarian bent, but also like so, but also like there is this weird kind of like do racist dog whistle to their. So they have uh, they have three core beliefs, and the third of those is that um, quote. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, quote, faith, family, tradition, and our Western heritage <laughs> are endangered by endangered by an alliance of big government, big corporations, and nasty cultural revolutionaries who display contempt for our past and who would tyrannize our present and future. So we defend religious liberties, um, which, I mean, frankly almost under certain definitions of fascism i feel or well maybe not fascism but they move towards a like third positionist kind of thing there which is crypto something yeah I, i'm not going to necessarily call it crypto fascism but it's it ain't good then give me the war and fuzzies i will say that yeah there, uh, there's so many there's so many like dog whistle concerning language yeah. points in there like our right. past our our tr right. traditions our values and stuff like that yeah um stuff and, and stuff the, that I mean, could be pulled directly from like mein Kampf, probably <laughs> right yeah well in, in their opposition to big corporations as they explain in their second point is that you know they talk about quote crony capitalism monopolies and special favors for the politically connected so, uh, you know, well, and then they have a nice, I mean, wasn't, wasn't about, that something that had to do with like the national socialism 
uh, <laughs> of Germany. Right. Like, well, it's yeah. I mean, I think it's it's yeah. They they strike me as hyper libertarian, like that. You know, free association is is thwarted by uh, uh, monopolization of the economy and like cartelization of the economy. Yeah. Which, like, fair. Like, that's not an incorrect point, but also like the solution isn't. This weird fucking y'all y'all Qaeda kind of yeah. uh, whatever. But anyways, yeah. No, that that's uh, an important thing to note is that oftentimes you know groups like this are correct in identifying an issue, and then their um, their proposed uh, like methodology to fix it is horrific. Um, right. Like well, we <laughs> especially be. I mean, especially because it's just rooted in this uh, sort of, I mean, it kind of, it it almost reminds me of, um, you know, like when Southerners talk about the lost cause and and the the civil wars, the war of Northern aggression and that, you know, the South will rise again, this kind of thing of, you know, that there's this noble, idyllic golden age in the past in that, um, you know, and it also, I mean, it, it, it also sort of constructs um, social and political life as necessarily antagonistic and it, it and as a, sort of a martial endeavor because um, they're culture warriors. Yeah. You know, um, and as much or, or their, their uh, disdain for political correctness notwithstanding, they themselves are also culture warriors just as much as uh, so-called social justice warriors might be. For sure. Absolutely. Um, Very kind of reactionary sort of stuff. Uh, So, um, this this article, which was written by a literal demon person named Declan Leary, um, is, the, the headline is, the meaning of the native graves. Uh, and this is in reference to the mass graves that were found outside of the residential schools up in Canada. And um, the, the subtitle it's worth noting is literally, yes. <laughs> and I yes. quote, they're good, actually. <laughs> uh, typical, so. like, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so a brief overview of the residential schools for, for those who are unaware is the residential schools where uh, usually a Christian run, uh, usually Catholic run, uh, more specifically, uh, schools that would take in uh, Native children. Um, these children were often uh, forcibly removed from their parents and the goal of these residential schools was to uh, de-nativize uh, the, the next generation of um, Native Americans. Uh, so my my partner is actually a Native American as well as as well as myself. Uh, her her grandmother uh, was a product of one of these residential schools. And it's worth noting that these residential schools were running all the way up until like the the 80s, early 90s. Um, so not, it's chilling. It's, it's honestly chilling to think about. Yeah, no, and, and it's and it's such a recent part of, of history. And and you know, we, we can point the finger at Canada and be like, oh, that's a horrible thing, Canada. But um, this is something that happened in America as well, uh, with with a very similar timeline. And you know, the disenfranchisement of Native American people here in America is 
still prominent and active. But these residential schools, uh, you know, we're, we're basically trying to train the next generation of Native Americans to be denativized, to be uh, more European in their beliefs and, and their their uh, social structures. Uh, so so my, my partner's grandmother is a, is a product of this. Um, and despite the fact that they very clearly have Native American ancestry, uh, she vehemently denies it. Um, when when her grandmother found out that I was uh, Native American, she uh, said a couple of like low key racist things about Native Americans in front of me. I was like, hmm, "Thank you so much." <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but you know, it's uh, it's 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 disturbing how how this person's and and she's a nutcase, uh, which. Mm -hmm partially may just be because she's crazy on her own but you know it can't have helped that she had her more formative years in this residential school system uh yeah de-learning you know like her family's traditions and also being forced you know to to um to really just hate the self uh to to yeah i, I would almost have to imagine that it's sort of similar to um an environment that produces people with like a cluster B personality she, disorder. She is absolutely like that. Um, um, just yeah. the, that, that really problematic relation to this in the proper sense of the word problematic, that it, it's a problem, that it's an issue, um, that there's a contentious relation to the self yep. um, because you're getting I mean, it's a, it, not only is it a lack of positive reinforcement, but also the enforcement you're getting is so, um, unmoored or, or rudderless that you, it's topsy turvy. You have no, yeah, it's, it's um, a, it's an obliteration of the self to deny like what your, your identity is as a person sort of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, part of what's interesting too is, you know, I, I don't want to paint with a broad brush and I'm speaking only from like some pretty meager readings on the Comanche and the Lakota. But what's interesting about um, indigenous kinship is that acculturation is possible through these, through fictive kinship, through, um, comportment and behavior and observing mores and all this stuff. And there, as far as I know, there is not this sort of, uh, aside from that, there's this racial thing of you are X, Y, Z, but, it, but it, which is kind of, that's the rub of these, uh, these schools is that there is this compulsory acculturation, yeah. but you were you to be, uh, uh, remanded to one of these institutions, you're still going to walk out with brown skin, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So it is kind of, it, it, it's, it, it's a question of, uh, it's a question of making literally just making the savage more palatable. It's not de savaging this person no, because that person is still maintained as the figure of the savage. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's notable that, you know, this is a statistic I, I bring up kind of often. Um, actually, I don't know the statistic offhand, but the, 
uh, the relationship between Native American people and the police is worse Ooh. in America than it is for black people and the police. Um, sure. Like, obviously, a much smaller group of people because of the uh, couple hundred years of genocide against the Native Americans. <laughs> right. But yeah the the like the rate of violent police interactions uh between native americans and uh the police i don't know what it is in canada necessarily but i do know that canadian police used to uh uh like basically um arrest uh, native americans drive them out into the middle of the wilderness during uh winter and and make them walk back home yeah and just leave them um with no direction or anything like that usually not dressed for the weather or anything sometimes taking their shoes uh, and yeah they would just let them freeze to death out there uh so um i imagine that the statistic is similar in canada canada is actually very similar to america in a lot of ways that canadians don't like to admit well no i mean also a couple years ago i actually went um i went on a fishing trip to canada um with uh, my dad and my brother and we stayed with um someone my dad knew who was a canadian and this man well so this guy is sort of a he's an interesting guy he's he's uh sort of a teddy roosevelt kind of figure i would say in terms of like this outdoorsman kind of guy um but you know the the flippancy of his racism towards the natives it wasn't it wasn't active disdain it wasn't um these people are an affront to me it was literally just like yeah it's it's uh it's a casual it's 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 normal to the to them yeah and it's it's almost the way that people might get frustrated with like noisy kids on the street if you're trying to like get some peace and quiet it's like this paternalistic irritation of like ugh, you know yeah right no which no, no, isn't no. to say that there isn't a, a, an active disdain there absolutely is but this guy it, it was so well in in some ways that's that's kind of worse because it's it's been so normalized that it's being treated right. like you know like a mosquito sort of uh-huh. thing that like i don't care if i crush a mosquito you know um right all, all I feel for it is is just a kind of baseline of disdain, and I don't care what happens to it. Um, yeah. And that's that's oftentimes how uh, you know right. well, and Americans and and, also, and, 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 and can- Canadians treat uh, yeah. Native Americans. Well, and there's the shared belief too between Americans and, and Canadians, and also in reference to um, Indigenous populations and, and Black Americans of you know well, God, this was centuries ago, you know, right. Like when are you gonna, and it's like, I I mean, I've spent, um, a couple weeks, um, on, uh, in the Navajo nation reservation. And I mean, you know, it's easy to drive through the inner city in any major American city or in any small town and see poverty. But I, Oh it no! The, the, truly, yeah, the the Native American it is, poverty is it's distinct. It's like, no, it's like I mean, it's it's comparable to me to like what I've seen of like favelas or or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 
it's I mean it's it's unconscionable. Um, you know, I think to a certain degree, um, you know, some populations still sort of maintain like kind of traditional life ways, um, but still it's in these artificially bounded territories that they might not have anything to do with other than, yeah. you know, in the 19th century, the United States government said, you're going to march your ass over there. Or yeah. we're gonna fucking Here's this you. shitty plot of land that we don't yeah. care about and right. you get to yeah. live there. Get stepping. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, so back to the article, uh, the article which, which right. we should cover at some point. <laughs> yeah. So, so Declan Leary, uh, you know, the, the headline is the meaning of the native graves. Uh, the subtext is they're good. Actually. Um, we covered what the residential schools are. Um, yep. <clears throat> so he, he, he has this, this weird, and, and this is kind of like the weird, like sicko, uh, neo, I want to say like neoconservatism, like, like the, the Nick Fuentes, uh, like kind of conservatism mm-hmm. where, where they try to like make some, um, academic argument or something like that. And they, they use like, it's the, it's the posture of being profound. These people want yes, so badly absolutely. to be deep. Yeah, um, I'm assuming in reference to the the Bible quote. Yeah, I'm assuming is what so, you're talking about. So yeah, about, right? there's there's yeah. there's the you know the, the Bible quote and and you know it's 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 being used in an abstract sense here. So like you said, they can be uh, profound with it. Um, and so the the Bible quote is uh, is from Luke nine fifty one to sixty two, and it uh, and and it came to pass when the days of his assumption were accomplishing that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and he sent messengers before his face and going they entered into a city of the Samaritans to prepare for him and they received him not because his face was of one going to Jerusalem Um, and when his disciples James and John had seen this they said Lord wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them and turning he rebuked them saying you know not of what spirit you are the son of man came not to destroy souls but to save and they went into another town and it came to pass as they walked in the way that a certain man said to him i will follow thee whithersoever thou goest jesus said to him the foxes have holes the birds have the air nest the birds of the air nests but the son of man hath not where to lay his head but he said to another follow me and he said lord suffer me first to go to bury my father and jesus said to him let the dead bury their dead but go thou and preach the kingdom of god and another said i will follow thee lord but first or but let me first take my leave of them that are at my house and jesus said to him no man putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of god so that uh, that passage is uh, one of the more um, uh, it's what I'm looking for. Very fire and brimstone. Very fire and brimstone. For, it's it's telling that he's also for, using for the uh, the King James uh, the King James yeah. translation, like <laughs> right, <laughs> which, so, which is mean, why it tripped up because it's like written like fucking alien speak in some places. Right. So to me, there's a couple things to note. Um, and the second, I guess, uh, the second paragraph, um, the first line, the son of man came not to destroy souls, but to save. Yes. Um, 
you know, what that essentially, for the purpose of this article and for the purpose of the argument he's making, what that essentially is saying or work or the work it's doing here is to say that um, whatever action is undertaken under the banner of uh, the church or in the name of Christ or God is necessarily um, ameliorative, Mm -hmm. that destruction is incidental and it and not of god but of something it's either you know mundane or uh satanic or something well um, and, and and you know that that's reinforced in the, in the final portion where it says no man putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of god um you know just just the simple act of like maybe having some kind of self-reflection or maybe having some kind of a attachment to the world in such a way right. that that you hesitate in wow. some way uh makes you unfit for for this mission um well and also i mean that but to, additionally what that set of of verses is saying as well is um let me first take my leave of them that are at my house and yeah. you know there's the rebuke and the rebuke is simply to say, no, you must go forth and yeah. uh, and evangelize and proselytize. And, and the point of this is literally that, you know, rather than um, shore up and work, do good works within the existing kingdom, the kingdom must grow for growth's sake. And of course, you know, then there's already, you know, and there's this justification of, well, you know, it's divinely ordained it's mm-hmm. it's necessarily good you know um yeah. it's it's sanctioned by god himself yeah um uh so so that uh, that seems to be like the uh the real supporting biblical doctrine that that uh, he's leaning into in in this um and then he goes into uh you know <laughs> Anno Domini 1625, the young French Jesuit Jean de Brebeuf was sent by his superiors to the province of New France, leaving behind the country of his birth. The missionary priest became one of the daring few who ventured into an untamed continent, bearing little more than a keen awareness of the gravity of their mission to bring the Christian gospel to the natives. Um (laughs) Well, then he goes through, I mean, what's, what's really interesting to me is this is the account of the um what is it the feast of um yeah no I no no go ahead I, i'm well I'm, I'm skipping a little bit ahead but like what's you know the the uh point for his argument of that you know he's trying to it's literally like what he's doing by including that is to say Look, they had mass graves too. They were putting people in mass graves. Yeah. So in my like in my reading of his argument in, in that, it's like, well, look what they were fucking doing almost. You know, and it's like that that's not the take, man. Like that Well, and it's also yeah. like, you know, there's there's regular burial that happens. And 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 you know, this is part mm-hmm. of the argument that he uses is like aren't all like grave sites mass graves and it's like well yes we have graveyards sure but but the context is different when the person that's in the grave is you know a a child b 
ripped from their family's uh, arms right and and see being indoctrinated by an invading force of uh <laughs> psychopaths right like right <laughs> you can't just say well i mean all graves are mass graves well, well yeah like yeah. most graves don't have a bunch of kids in them from you intentionally trying to you know sanitize them in some way from something that's like a part of their their you know being really uh and killing right. them in the process um yeah so yeah he uh yeah so he 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 was invited to witness the sacred Wyandotte Feast of the Dead and the ceremony held at the Wyandotte capital of Asasane. The Wyandotte dead were disinterred, reverently cleaned, and placed together in a communal ossuary communal pit, along with valuable and meaningful material offerings. So, um, the Christian priest was greatly impressed by the pagans' treatment of their dead, and it is perhaps not coincidence that this was the year of Brabus' uh, great missionary successes. Um, so he's setting up this argument that because, you know, the, uh, the native Americans had this tradition of, you know, kind of collecting all their dead and reverently cleaning them, uh, and, and then placing them like together in graves, uh, that, you know, <laughs> they, they also, you know, uh, uh, believed in mass graves. So, so what's the problem there? Right. Um, so oh, it's also like he tell he yeah. tells on himself a little bit though because he says they reverently cleaned the remains. It's like you think the fucking uh, ch- uh, church was reverently no, dude. Uh, they were just they the were just remains. shoving bodies oh, in the fucking yeah. shallow graves. Yeah, maybe if they were lucky, they'd probably get like a, a linen shroud or a pine box or something. You know? Yeah. Although I kind of doubt. I don't. I mean, probably, I, I have no reason. Yeah. But I kind of doubt it. Um, yeah. So he he goes on a little bit more and talks about like some uh, some early Christian like uh, uh, you know burials and stuff like that and and relating them to to you know like uh, uh, fuck what's what's that shit that's under uh, uh, under Rome no not under Rome under France. The fucking oh, uh, the catac- catacombs. catacombs, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he relates it in that way. Um, <clears throat> well, then of course there's this really spectacular account of uh, the martyrdom of Brebeuf and Lalmont, uh, and yeah. you know the brutality of, with which they were killed. Right. Yeah. It, it's like, <laughs> I mean, that's it, it's kind of what's always so laughable to me when reading, you know, anthropological accounts of non-Western violence and and the supposed. I mean, the the way with which we conduct ourselves violently is so sanitized mm-hmm. and sterile you know like violence is nasty it's dirty it's messy like this is but in the notion that there's some sort of like qualitative difference between what these people well it's because they they bureaucratize the violence and so that makes it better right right? (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's legal it's all there's a there's a there's all sorts of there's centuries of jurisprudence uh, about you know why this is fine yeah um uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll read the passage about the uh, the uh, martyrdom. Um, martyrdom, yeah. 
So Brabouf and his Jesuits minister to the Wyandotte another 13 years. Then under military pressure from the northward moving Iroquois, the Wyandotte and their Jesuit companions found themselves in dire straits. Finally, as the invading Iroquois sacked the mission village of St. Louis, uh, Brabouf and fellow priest Gabriel Lalamont were taken captive. Uh, the savage torture to which they were subjected included flaying and in mockery of the sacrament that they had brought to the Wyandotte, a baptism in boiling water. At the end of it all, uh, the natives consumed Father Brabouf's blood and heart, which probably made up, but who cares? Um, yeah, I don't... Metal as fuck yeah, if they did, and, and probably not true anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um... Which, I mean, there's really just like that. That is so immaterial to this guy's argument. Yeah, no. Well, uh, it, it, other than the reason it's material is because it justifies the, the enrollment in these schools. Yes, right. Because otherwise, the fact, otherwise, this whole uh, historical interlude is all of it is is immaterial it has nothing to do with what's nominally uh you know the object of his argument in his article which is um centuries of anglo mistreatment of the indigenous population under the guise of uh you know uh bringing them into the the christian fold yeah um uh, so yeah. so then um, the martyrs' bodies were retrieved and buried at the nearby mission of St. Marie among the Hurons, where they administered in life. Uh, three months to the day after the priest martyred him at the hands of the Iroquois, the remaining missionaries were forced to evacuate. Rather than leave the church to be desecrated, the Jesuits set the mission ablaze and watched their life's work crumble as they fled. This so is sad. my favorite part. Yeah. It would not be the, the last sentences. church burned in the in the land whose heavenly patron is now St. John Brebeuf. Uh In recent weeks, nine Canadian churches, both Catholic and Anglican, have been suggested uh, subjected to arson attacks. Many more have been otherwise vandalized to varying varying degrees. The popular narrative broadcast by an astonishing, astonishingly credulous media is that previously unknown mass graves of children were discovered just this summer on the grounds of Indian residential schools. And in a rash of grief and righteous anger, indigenous protesters swept across the nascent nation desecrating churches. Uh, that's actually exactly what happened, but... Um, <laughs> he he seems to not lend sounding, lend that sounding, narrative sounding, any. Sounding, uh, sounding very credulous there, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so he continues. Uh, it is very important to note that the entire story is made up. First, we have always known that many children died in the residential schools. Yeah. Hey, it's fine, guys. <laughs> yeah. We always knew about this. Look, look, look. If if yeah, if look. the Germans simply just recognized that like <laughs> the concentration fuck. camps killed a lot of Jews, it would have been fine because at least they know about it and at least they're acknowledging the truth of it, right? That's the argument he's yeah. essentially making is that look, we yeah. knew we all we always knew that lots of kids died in these schools. Yeah. Uh, which were active through the 19th and 20th centuries. Uh, he seems to be leaving out the 21st century, which they were also active in. But, you know, who's keeping track? 
Um, <sighs> child mortality was relatively high during that period to begin with. Indian mortality right. overall was astronomically high. Um, would would you like to hazard a guess why Indian mortality was high at the time? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> was was it all of the diseases brought over from the old world, quote quote unquote yeah, old maybe. world, uh, and all the uh, the massacres that uh, that the new colonizers were uh, committing against the indigenous population? Uh, so, and the church-run schools for native children were systemically underfunded by the government. This is the real hazard, I'm sure, uh, resulting in subpar facilities and inadequate medical care. Uh, second, the sites almost certainly include the mass graves of Christian adults from the neighboring communities. As uh, Chief Cadmus Delorme of the Cowess's First Nation admitted with respect to the Marieville Indian res- Residential School, where an estimated 751 burials were directed, detected by radar last month. Uh, the mass graves of public hysteria are, in fact, the ordered and intentional burial sites of people we always knew were dead and who died more or less of natural causes. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey listen, you fucking woke piece of shit. I meant to kill them. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I meant to put that pile of bodies there, you fuck. Right. Um, like what dude yeah that's 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 an insane line of reasoning uh and and i like how he gives himself that out like uh and who died more or less of natural causes like what what is the more or less their like calculation (laughs) right yeah it's it's one or the other buddy like there's not uh like you're not gonna walk down to a coroner's office and see a report that says he died of more or less natural causes like i I use i use this at work all the time when i'm like not sure what's going on with a project and like "Eh, it's more or less on track like it's because i have no fucking clue like where it's actually at Mm -hmm. and i'm like trying to give an answer to a to somebody who like is my manager uh yeah it's more or less on track and that gives me the out to say like hey if it happens sooner than we thought great if it happens later than we thought uh, you know i gave you the warning um and so and so yeah you know this 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 casual like eh, more or less natural causes uh you know uh, if you really think about it uh you know lead comes from the ground and and therefore is natural and (laughs) right when we put uh, smallpox is smallpox is natural yeah you know like well then that the snide clincher right after in more literate times yes we might have called that a cemetery like what a sanctimonious fuck like what a what a little sanctimonious lick spittle boot like this kid is and i say like he's literally a kid yes he he is quite young and he's so he he is so snowed and evil you know and, and just like willfully in in line in lockstep with uh but the thing is this isn't even like mainline this this was not a mainline Catholic attitude, you know. Like this kid, I think in most um, parishes would be viewed as like kind of a he'd be viewed with some side eye. But I, I think it's so it's part and parcel of like the state of of, of conservative media these days. So these guys are just it's 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 got to be clicks, you know. So so I I, I will agree with you that uh, this is probably not prominent catholic belief 
Um, he's not Catholic himself, and and it's notable that he's not oh, Catholic. He's not. he's not Catholic. He he's oh, okay. uh, he's a Protestant. I, I I guess I would say. Okay. Um, like Anglican, I guess. Yeah, and and so you know the the it's it's telling that he's making this defense of the Catholic Church when his entire you know uh, religion is premised off of resisting the catholic church and finding a new christianity um Mm -hmm. so so that's that's telling because he's making a defense of the catholic church in light of this atrocity so he believes that this atrocity is good genuinely i think um the second thing that that's important with all that and and why why he's able to make this defense where uh most catholics are like you know, I, I know some some people who are Catholic, and I haven't mentioned this to them, uh, you know, but mm-hmm. like none of them are talking about it, you know. <laughs> um, this is this is not something that's like popular in Catholic discussion right now, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which the Catholic Church is really, really good at just like being quiet about horrible things it's done. Um, th- that almost seems like the entire intent of, of like the the structure of the Catholic church is just like, yeah, some of the priests fuck kids and we don't talk about it. Uh, some of the, right. some of the kids well, in residential yeah, it's, schools it's, died uh, under suspicious uh, circumstances and we don't talk about it. Um, yeah. The, it's just the, the institution is so powerful. Like, yeah. It's, it's powerful that, and it's practiced how to just avoid this, this kind of right. criticism of well, itself. And, it, and it's, and it's it's adept at exercising power at that yeah. kind of power necessary to um just completely obfuscate and like make it not even a question you know yeah. like it's not a, it, 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 it's because i was even talking with uh so in my my parents neighborhood um this was in Cincinnati. I don't fucking care. I'll put shit on blast. In Cincinnati, <laughs> um, there was uh, an organization called the Legionaries of Christ that were trying to put in a monastery um, near my yeah near my near where my parents live. And there was a, a community meeting about this. And uh, part of the outrage was because the founder of this. Um, and it's a monastic order. It's not like a sect or anything. Yeah. Um, it's like, like Opus Dei or the Franciscans sure. or whatever. Um, this dude had molested like 60 kids and then also had had children um, of his own who he also molested. What a fucking um, guy. And still in this organization is not sanctioned or, I mean, has not faced sanctions by the church. They have... Um, they have uh, an ambassador to the to the Holy See. You know, like they're fully they're fully within the fold of family propriety. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, no, and and that's I don't you know, know why I brought that up. But well, no, I, I think I think that's interesting because well, I, the reason I brought it up is the is the fact that you know. So my my dad is a, a fairly devout Catholic, um, but. but no no amount of kitty diddling or kid murder will convince some people that an institution itself is corroded is corrupt is evil 
which the the Catholic Church, the Vatican, absolutely is. Yeah, and and you know what what's interesting about that too is is it's not like it's not just that these things happen under this this system or this institution. It's it's also that it happens and that there's no repercussions uh for for any of these people and the only time any of these these people see any kind of repercussions is when whatever nation or state that they're in decides to prosecute them for you know crimes that you know were committed um but yeah no this is a and, and I think it it derives from you know the the Christian forgiveness and I, and I think forgiveness is a good thing in most cases um mm-hmm. but you know there 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 is a point where forgiveness is not something you should give and when it comes right. to you know these residential schools the the catholic church should never be forgiven for this especially no. as it like continues to uh obscure what you know they did uh while they continue to do other bad things much in the same vein as this um, when they refuse to take, you know, like actual accountability, provide some kind of reparations uh, or anything like that for what they've done. Um, yeah, no, it, it, this, this, well, and, this forgiveness and, of itself that's built into the to, right. Well, and, and to stay with the institution itself, I mean, part of what's so uh, disgusting about his argument is he goes on at one point to say, um, yeah, here we go. He goes on to say that uh, if anyone is at fault here um, and the residential school system for all the good of its evangelizing purpose was hardly without flaws. That's nice. That's a nice thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I found it. Uh, the responsibility is um, without a doubt with the secular authority. Yes. Had the Canadian government, which in word endorsed the Christian mission of the residential schools, upheld that word indeed by providing the funding which church authorities repeatedly said was necessary for adequate operation, living conditions could have been improved and a great many premature deaths avoided. So, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, so, that so fucking makes really, me. What's, yeah, go ahead. What's really wild about that is that proposition does a lot of work for his argument because one, it's completely ignoring the absolute, just unimaginable wealth, uncal- incalculable wealth of the Roman Catholic Church. Yes, but then also it it allows him to make this contemporary you know, libertarian, paleo, neocon point of uh, government bad. Yep. And it's like, well, you know, and there is, there is. But what's, what's also like ironic about that is he's saying government bad because government didn't do what it was supposed to, but he's anti-government, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like, it's like the only time he's in favor of, the government is if it would retroactively get a religious institution off the hook for genocide. Yep. Which is like, but I mean, and, 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 you know, I I want to read the, the lead into, to to that thing that you just read. Uh, he goes straight from, you know, 
Oh, dude, this is so fucking so, sickening. So people I, yeah. die, and when they die, you put them in the ground. There is n- nothing inherently scandalous about this. When the burial site of the 1636 Feast of the Dead was excavated in 1947, the only outrage, justified, mind you, was directed at those who uncovered it, and in so doing, disturbed and desecrated the sacred resting ground. So, uh... That that uh, that burial site that was uncovered was part of the cultural traditions of this group of people, their self-determined way of handling the dead. He talked about, earlier about how they reverently handled these bodies and buried them together, uh, etc. This is part of their cultural tradition. It's done with respect. It's done with dignity. These aren't people who they intentionally killed. These are their cherished family members, etc. You can't compare that to a mass grave from a genocidal mission. That is completely fucking different. Like, hey, look, I know that we we lined up all these people at the uh, the killing fields in Burma and we shot them and kicked their bodies into the mass grave and dumped lime on them. That's part of our tradition. I, like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that is completely fucking different. There's a difference between murder and like reverent hey, handling man. of bodies. Hey, man, genocide is heritage, not hate. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I, I almost feel like if, if you got him drunk, well, he probably doesn't drink. He's probably a fucking nerd. Um, a teetotaler, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know what this? You know what I was thinking? You should call this episode. <laughs> what? Uh, because I, I have a sick sense of humor. Uh, uh, you should call it uh, "Make Make Graves Mass Again." <laughs> right. I, I like it. The the double entendre with mass. Like yeah, a, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, but it's it's also like I'm going for like a maga kind of thing, you know. No, I get um, it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. There, there's a there's a uh, lot well, of work so, happening there. Yeah. Well, and so what's wild too about after that people die remark is he goes on to say, this um, is not to discount the deaths of children yeah. altogether. Of course it would have and been better but, if each and every one of the first nations tykes Christianized by the union of church and state had lived a long and happy life. It's so fucking flippant. Yeah. Like to refer one, whoever says the word tykes and then you're people who are trying to trivialize children. something. Yeah. And then you're talking about children who were literally murdered by the Canadian state and the Roman Catholic Church. Like, get get fucked, dude. Yeah, like for sure. It, it's it's so disgusting. The it's it's, it's condescending. Disregard. It's, yeah, it's it's yeah. condescending. It's like flipping about everything. It's it's you know that that uh, that I, I think they go by gender neutral program pronouns, but that uh, that person you know, early on in the election that was like, do I want to vote for Joe Biden? No, but I don't Mm want to vote for the fascist buddy Mm -hmm. champ. You know, like, like Tyke could have been thrown in there as they're condescending to to people. Um, And it's the same sort of like, uh, yeah, just, just uh, condescension and, and uh, de- denying the importance of this by like hey they're just little tykes whatever um yeah. right yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it only counts as half a genocide because they're yep. um and you the, know. the next line is also you know after the stuff about the secular authority failing right. um but this failure of the secular authority to sufficiently serve the church 
does not in any way indict that Christian mission. Um, <laughs> that's that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. First off, the the secular authority, uh, you're you're already admitting like in that line that the the authority has nothing to do with the church. So the church does not need to be served by the secular authority in any way. Uh, that's that's the entire point of the secular authority is that it doesn't serve the church. Uh, you know, you, you can talk about like how, how many, um, ways the secular authority serves the church by, you know, giving them tax breaks, whatever. But the point of the secular authority is not to serve the church. The secular authority is a secular authority because it's divorced from the church. It is an authority that has no, no religious, uh, uh, and, and, dubious to say that but the idea is that the 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 secular authority isn't a part of the church doesn't take orders from the church doesn't have to serve the church etc um and and make no mistake the resident schools were first and foremost christian those who ministered to the indians a century ago did so like jean de berouf three centuries before out of a sincere concern for the salvation of their souls the political utility recognized by the Canadian government that, as one bureaucrat put it early on, the North American Indian cannot be civilized or pre- preserved in a state of civilization, including habits of industry and sobriety, except in connection with, if not by the influence of, not only religious instruction and sentiment, but of religious feelings. Uh so you know recognizing that what what the government was trying to do was uh you know like i said earlier trying to make the the native american people into europeans um right by enforcing cultures that have a background in uh you know christianity um so he goes on and he talks about the the ossuary the ossesane uh, ossuary uh where Again, the Native American people, per their cultures and their traditions and, you know, their their reverence for their cherished uh, family members who had passed on. Um, So he says, whatever good was present at the Ossesane ossuary, uh, where those who had not yet encountered the fullness of truth, uh, which he's talking about the Bible there or, or Christianity, uh, the fullness of truth honored their dead as best they knew how is increased a thousandfold in the cemeteries of the residential schools where baptized Christians were given Christian burials. Whatever natural good was present in the piety and community of the pagan past is an infinitesimal fraction of the grace rendered unto those pagans descendants who have received who have been received into the church of Christ. Whatever sacrifices were exacted in in pursuit of that grace, the suffocation of a noble pagan culture, an increase in disease and bodily death due to government negligence, even the sundering of natural families is worth it. Yeah, we lost Jacob for a second. There he is. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, I just I just read through. So, uh, but basically, you know, the the passage that I read of of his uh, little little fucking screed is uh, yeah. 
Are we still going? We're, we're yeah, on. yeah, no, we're we're still okay. on. Yeah, don't don't I'm such don't a say professional uh, professional <laughs> broadcaster. <laughs> it's all good, man. We're so good at this. Um, all right, yeah. So the so yeah, I, I read through the the part where he says, uh, you know, whatever, good. Yeah, the the pagan culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, they were honorable to their to their dead, but you know, it's a thousand times better uh, that that these children were buried as Christians, um, right? No matter how they died, it's it's still better, and and uh, anything that's done in the pursuit of the salvation of their souls is justifiable. Um, holy, holy shit! First right. off, <laughs> literally, yeah. I mean, like that, I, that's the one that I, that's the paragraph I think I screenshotted to you when I was rereading this, just to get yeah. ready. I was like, "What in the fuck?" Like, yep. I mean, because well, in 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 the in the closer, I mean, it, is it's in it's fucking insane. Yeah. It must be so killing these kids to, to use my own language killing these kids begin quote is worth it um paragraph break it must be else two two millennia of christian civilization in which oceans have been bridged wars waged continents conquered and the lives of a million john brebeufs even service to the lord's final commandment blah 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 would have been for naught so it literally is saying you know uh damn i hope i'm right that god <laughs> right. wants us to kill yeah, it's, kids it's like hey uh if it turns out that you know killing these kids was the wrong thing to do then man we've really invalidated two centuries of killing kids yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like i mean i just well and then so i don't know that i read the the closing verse or yeah, verses not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth this bread shall live forever. These things he said, teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples hearing it said, this saying is hard and who can hear it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples mur murmured at this, said to them, doth this scandalize you? If then you shall see the Son of Man ascend up to where he was before, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. So again, like you said, better that they be buried a Christian than live a savage. Yes. Or live a pagan. It's literally... It, uh, but, but I guess, like, it, it's just... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just lost for words. Like... The argument is so fucking disgusting. It's it's even more disgusting that it's literally a Zoomer writing this. Yeah. You know, I mean, poof. Yeah, I just this kid's fucking sick, really sick in the head. That's like that's literally yeah. That's you know, my you, take. Uh, <laughs> um, I I believe in rehabilitation for for most people, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I I think we we may have we may have reached a point with uh, this particular individual that uh, exceeds rehabilitation. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I I've I've uh, brought up the uh, the picture of him. Uh, so his name is Declan Leary. Uh, his yeah. his uh, his title says associate editor, but. Um, I, th I think a demon lizard person is actually what he is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, like uh, sniveling psychopath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, like alliteration. So that's kind of where I'm leaning <laughs> towards. Um, yeah. No. It's 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 just so. Uh, yeah, it kind of defies description how he's worked himself into justifying genocide as long as it has this religious element to it. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's uh, yeah, it's like I said, he's a fucking demon lizard person. There's there's no way yeah. that like a regular human just has these fucking thoughts. Like this is something that right. that comes from hell if there is a hell or just the dark void of Cthulian uh expanse right. uh if there is well, no and, hell. <laughs> and really the most the most charitable um reading of this would be that um you know there is a kernel of true belief in the article he just decided to amp up the rhetoric for clicks but even then that's not a mitigating point like the 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 argument is disgusting um the you know uh, being a clout chaser like that is disgusting sure but i I don't think that this is necessarily like i mean yeah yeah some of it's probably amped up a little bit to you know clout chase but i think Mm. you know the the foundation of where he's coming from is genuine is is really like the sick part of it and i think you know I, i talked about this before and and with you before we started this episode but i think this is a more prominent belief than a lot of evangelicals would like to admit because mm-hmm. you know this was something that was taught in the church i grew up in was was sort of similar rhetoric that you know we're we're here to save souls uh you know and and you know anything that's done in pursuit of that is good and also you know we you know you have this idea of the eternal and the eternal is what really matters right and and you could sort of make that argument in like a secular sort of sense where like yes the long-term goals of humanity are more important than than like your your one brief life sort of thing but that's not the way that they're doing this well, they're doing this is by saying, "Hey, you're gonna go to heaven, and that's where you know your your actual life is. This life that you're currently in is all about you performing, uh, you know, being tested by God. And some of these tests are gonna be, you know, hard, and they're gonna make you question things. But you need to push through those questions. You know, no fit yeah. or no man who turns back when he puts his hand on the plow is fit for the kingdom of God, sort of stuff." Uh, because you know this this temporary and and so it, it it like automatically kind of justifies atrocious right. you know aberrant horrible things because you don't care about the current living uh, uh, experience you're you're looking to something greater and it's not in the service of you know making humanity better over time or anything like that it's in service of preserving the eternal soul and you know whatever destruction and and misery you you sow along the way uh is is justified because of the the end uh, the ends justifying the means yeah um yeah 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that literally is it. it. It's a question of the ends justify the means. It's, you know, there's divine, uh, you know, the, the notion that any action undertaken in the name of God is inherently justified, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of how um, barbaric it is. Because, I mean, to be very explicit, like the residential schools were uh a program of barbarism and savagery of course uh you know and to argue otherwise is t- uh, i don't i i just i don't know how it, well in, it, yeah i mean the, the idea that somehow that this noble intent this alleged noble intent um mitigates completely the actual disastrous and murderous results is yeah to me is just nuts yeah you know i mean that logic that at that point how do you make a value judgment on any act of mass violence Mm -hmm. um undertaken by a state or or an institution i mean that's yeah Absolutely. It makes moral judgment impossible. So that's fun. Yeah. Uh, very fun topic today. Um, I think we've had a pretty good discussion about it. Um, unless you have something else you want to add, I think we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, cut it here. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think, uh, I think we hit it. Hopefully, uh, Declan catches wind of this and maybe, uh, Maybe flex on himself. Yeah. He, he or, or like falls like, off of something tall and just. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> he, he strikes me as the kind of kid who probably wears a bow tie. Oh, without you know? a doubt. Yeah. You, you know what? You actually, know actually, let me let me pull this up off screen. I found a picture of him where I think he's like actually wearing a bow tie. Really? Yeah. Damn. He's he's uh, surprised me. He's that kind of fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Where is this picture? Oh, fucking Bing. God damn it. Bing sucks so bad. Why is it? Oh, I'm, I'm accidentally using uh, whatever the fucking Microsoft browser is. Oh, Edge? Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Swinging up in his Twitter. Oh, it's, yep. There's a picture of him. Yeah, yeah. I just in, I just uh, found it. I just found it and put suit. it up. Yep. The white suit wow. with the cigar and the, the fucking red yeah. bow tie. Yeah. He's like um he's like a right wing version of uh, what's that one guy uh, Nathan Robinson or whatever that yeah. writes for Current Affairs. Yeah. He's like that, like just a fucking fop, you know, just in a, <laughs> right. a, in a feet wasp who has shit takes but thinks he's smart and has somehow failed upwards into uh, a, a position in legacy media. Uh, yeah. That, and that's, that's what we're that's a, by, folks. Yep. <laughs> that's actually exactly how I describe him. I just think it's fun. like, first off, like, you know, if, if you're going to try to do the, the like foppish, like I'm wearing a suit and bow tie thing, could you at least try to do it right? You know, like look yeah. at those fucking sleeves, just droopy ass fucking wizard sleeves. Mm-hmm. You right, know, yeah. the, the way he's smoking his cigar fucking sucks. It's got a stupid tailor, dude. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like fucking, you know, if you're going to be that kind of fucking person, own it and, and fucking do it respectfully. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I will say that's the difference between him and, and Nathan Robinson is I usually agree with Nathan, Nathan Robinson more. Yeah. And uh, also Nathan Robinson knows how to it's like fucking wear his foppish clothes. Yeah, no, he, he, yeah it was more just a, it was a, it, no, uh, no, no, I get yeah. I got exactly what you're analogy. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, end it here. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, we will be back again some other time with some probably equally. Well, I don't know yeah. if we could. This, this me, is like just, <laughs> reaching the peak just, of evil. <laughs> let me just close with this. Okay, folks. Look, if you got to kill a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand, maybe a couple million people, reverently place them in your mass graves. You know, <laughs> don't just fucking kick the bodies in. Don't get more. Make sure they're nice yeah. and snuggly in there, you know? <laughs> Orderly. Piles. Yes. That's all I'm saying. As long as, as, long as the violence is bureaucratized and there's a right. system in place, then it's fine. Yep. Yeah. Check check the boxes. That's it. All right. Check the boxes. Do the forms. <laughs>